We spent way too long thinking about an intro for the show, and I don't have one. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm here. My name is SBJ. <laughs> I uh, welcome to one of the exclusive episodes via Patreon that you paid money for, so you're not allowed to be disappointed. Maybe you are. But uh, today I am here with Nick, who has done all our music. Hello. However long you've done uh, our music for. It was since like episode 201, I think. I don't remember how long that's been. Three years, four years. Yeah, like four years, I think sounds right. Yeah, a long time. I, I believe people have heard your voice if they um, bought your music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm on some of the remixes, uh, the the break music, but quietly. I think you're in like the Nidoran one, right? Maybe I'm on the Who's your favorite Pokemon thing? Is me, oh, but yeah, with yeah. my with my voice like changed to sound funny. This episode is you is mostly just to talk to you about your music and what you've done for the show and for those mm-hmm. <laughs> that might not know you've. You really held down the Slack ship for quite a while. You're a very big presence in Slack. Yeah, it has to really be held down. There's a lot of troublemakers on there. But that's how I met you. I mean, we can start off how we met. Like, I met you because mm-hmm. you <laughs> decided to give me money for Slack, and you were one of the first. Yeah, I think I was there like the first. Day? Well, I know you started it before you had advertised it on the show, but I think I was like the first day that it had been mentioned on the show. Like six years ago, I I was just checking Patreon stuff, and we launched the Slack exactly six years ago at the time. But yeah, you're right. I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to like launch the Slack and like three people sign up, and then it's just like <laughs> me and four people. So I, <laughs> yeah, I invited a bunch of people early, uh, for like free, uh, mm-hmm. just so when people arrived, there was um, they weren't the first at the party. So we had like I think Drew was one of them, and and Jeff. And of course, Greg and Will and stuff. Mm-hmm, so there was mm-hmm. there was probably like I think Andrew was there from Japan. Andrew, yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, but yeah, you were one of the first people that decided to give me money, and now I'm giving well, you money you know, for I'm... for music. <laughs> the long con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting till it evens out, and then we'll be done. So, how long have you been listening to the show? I know uh, I I technically know this answer, but <laughs> I th- I think. Uh, someone was asking me about that the other day. I think it was like uh, in the early hundreds of episodes. Like, I think it was after episode 100, but not that far after. I guess that would have been like, was that like just after Black and White came out maybe? Or like just before? Something around there. Yeah, I think. Or XY. Maybe it was it was around when XY was coming out. I want to say X and Y was like 130. 140? Yeah, I think it was probably like somewhere between 100 and and there. I might be wrong, but I think it was around there. And I'm assuming you just like went to your podcast app and searched for Pokemon? Probably. <laughs> I really don't remember. I don't know. I mean, that's how everybody finds it, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I suppose. It's a, it's a uh, search engine optimization success story. <laughs> So then I, I I launched the Patreon and then you signed up and I don't even know how we got to the point where you were... You know, the funny thing is, assuming I'm interrupting you, but I think I know where you're going, is I think that I had mentioned that I used to work at a radio station. Okay. I did a lot of like 
college radio stuff. And I was doing music, but I don't think you'd ever heard any of the music, but you like contacted me asking if I like work with audio stuff because you were looking for a new uh, theme song. So I don't know if it had anything to do with the music or you just knew that I did audio or what. I think I may have given you some like tips about, you know, some kind of audio thing. Very early on, we had an audio channel where mm, we, yeah we did not like a channel not like a channel that was like no it like, wasn't people talking <laughs> right we were talking about audio and it was you and it was um like two other people i don't think they're patrons anymore i think they've they've moved on this is a very common thing uh in the yeah. fandom space i guess where people will go in and out of fandoms and mm-hmm. so a lot of times people will be very active and very hyped leading up to a new game and when a new game comes out and then they just disappear. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably like 10 of us and we were talking about microphones and music. Yeah, we talked about microphones a lot for a while. <laughs> like you and I had uh, some long microphone conversations. And I'm very happy with the microphone I have now. Are you still using the RE20? I am, yeah. Oh, sounds good. I don't, yeah, I don't remember the specific first time you did music. Uh, we, we, should, we should back up. So you are a musician, although you mm-hmm. don't do it full time, and you are a Pokemon fan, and I believe I still remember your favorite game, but let's, let's start with the musician stuff, and then let's start with, like, mm-hmm. the Pokemon. Then the, we'll follow up with the Pokemon stuff. Um, the musician stuff, I've been doing music in various forms for... I'm getting too old. I can't even remember (laughs) like how long I've been doing things. I don't know. I mean, since I was a teenager, I've been doing some music stuff. Uh, And I had just, when I met you, I had not put an album out for a while. I was kind of in like a dry spell. So um, I think it had been a few years since I'd put anything really out. And then um, that's why doing the podcast music was a good opportunity because I'd been a little out of practice. Uh, and I've been, I'm in a, you know, like every musician, I have multiple things going on. I have a, I'm in a band and I do my own solo stuff and I produce albums for other people and stuff like the podcast music. Now I've been doing it a lot. I've been doing it a lot more lately, like since I started doing the podcast music actually than, than before, probably because this makes me make like a new mini song every, every few weeks. <laughs> And uh, Pokemon-wise, I didn't get into it immediately. I don't think I really played any any of the main series games until Game Boy Advance. And I got really into X and Y. Mm -hmm. Actually, probably that's when I started listening to your show. It was probably because of that. Um, I played those games a lot. But I played, like, you know, Pokemon Snap and and side games and stuff. But when I was a kid, I didn't have a Game Boy, so I couldn't even play those. I did play Blue on an emulator on my computer, like, for uh, at some point, but that wasn't <laughs> the ideal experience. Out of music for a while, and then I remember you sending me the first, like, break music. Oh, yeah, that's because, um, well, I wasn't, like, out, well, to correct you, <laughs> I wasn't like out of music for a while. I was just working on an album that was taking forever to finish. Right. So it was just felt like I wasn't doing anything. And my band was making an album that was taking forever to finish. I think that was like four years for one. And the other one was like six years. And it was just uh, too slow. And yeah, that first remix was because 
um, it was after I had done your uh, theme song on the show. You said uh, it was the abundance mm-hmm. of Dundance thing. And I think Travis said someone should set that to music and send it in on the show. So I thought, okay, well, I should do that. <laughs> and for the record, I have never asked you to like, I have never said, hey, this part of the podcast is, is no. the part you should have I've never no, given Steve you. Steve never suggests any, any of, maybe he doesn't even want me to do them, but no, you never suggest anything in particular. Sometimes, I think early on a few times you sent me un, um, like clips of people that before it was all turned into one podcast, you know, like just Will's track or something like that. But I think it's been years since that's happened. Yeah. No, the only people who've ever suggested ones uh, and like I had to do them were the Kickstarter people. Yeah, we did a Kickstarter together, which was, I remember specifically sitting in your living room and this was mm-hmm. a little over a year ago, is it? <laughs> yeah. This was in, this was just before everything bad went down. It was like, was it like early March of 2020? Yeah, I think it was, um, it was like March 2nd and 3rd. Um, yeah, that was, that trip wouldn't have happened if it had been a few weeks later. Right. So I, I came out to, one of the main reasons I go to PAX East is primarily to see you. (laughs) (laughs) This was the, this was not the PAX I missed, (laughs) which was the year before. No, that was a year before. Yeah. That was 2019. Yeah. So in 2019, I booked, (laughs) I booked the wrong, I booked the right day, but the wrong month. Uh, that was sad, but you did come. I Yeah, I did show up, which was, which is kind of nice. Cause like when I come out for a convention, like you're it's not, a, yeah, I have to work and you're not a huge convention person. Um, Even if I was, I mean, I'm not going to go to like <laughs> meetings that you have. You're like, I'm Steve's friend. Uh, you have your own life. So uh, we, but that, that first, the, what I missed is when we kind of started talking about doing an album. I remember like a few years before, well, like every time I see you, when you come to Boston, we'll like go to stores and stuff. And if we go to a record store, I would always tell you like, you should take an episode and make a record out of, as a joke, obviously you shouldn't make a record (laughs) out of one episode, (laughs) but I would always joke about that. But then, um, yeah, that year a year or whatever ago when you came i think that was when we first really seriously talked about doing it because we we were um yeah so yeah we were talking about seriously doing one and then you came up with the brilliant idea to do two of them like they do the pokemon games yeah <laughs> that was all you i wanted to do the kickstarter and we we spent mm-hmm. a long time talking about vinyls cuz i am a vinyl collector and you're a vinyl collector yeah, they're just, uh, I think what happened is you really wanted to do them, but they're so expensive to make. I mean, they're really expensive. Like this Kickstarter we did, I think that's maybe would have covered doing one. We wouldn't have been able to do the two versions, that's for sure. And I think that the night before the Kickstarter went up, you said, you know, we should do a tape. We should do a cassette. I think you suggested the cassette, though. I may have suggested it earlier on, and then we didn't get around to it. But I know the night before you came to me and said, well, we should do this cassette. I probably suggested it at some point. I think I suggested every possible thing we could do. Yeah, because but, uh, the the problem yeah. with the vinyl was you needed to buy the pressing. And so it yeah, didn't matter it's... if you did one vinyl or a hundred vinyls or a thousand vinyls, you still had to pay that up, that, yeah, that pressing cost. Very expensive. I mean, if the people really want it, 
and somebody says, okay, guys, I'll give you $3,000 for, for one, and then we can sell the rest. That would be cool. But it's just, especially with the two version idea, you know, that would have been very, very expensive prospect. But the cassettes, I think you were like, we needed a minimum of 50. You can do even fewer. Uh, I mean, you, there's, you know, setup costs in anything, but cassettes are pretty cheap. I mean, all they're really doing is copying a tape. Like, you know, you're, you're, uh, they're not copying from one tape to another, but the source files onto the one tape. And I think the cassettes that we had made for the Kickstarter are recorded in real time, which is fancy way of saying they're not like doing it at a high speed where, you know, the quality would degrade. Mm. I think they're recording it. So it's like, um, an hour long or whatever. I think it takes an hour to make each of the, it's super effective break music tapes. <laughs> which uh, which so, now I yeah. have like 30 of them in my house <laughs> and I don't have anything to play it. So I have to, I have eventually probably maybe this weekend go to Goodwill and try to find a cassette player. They're kind of hard to find. They're hard to find at Goodwill because everyone's trying to find them now. Um, you can buy that. You can buy them on like, you know, Amazon or whatever. They still do sell them. Yeah. I had like, you know, moments of anxiety when we were making these things that like nobody in the world was going to listen to the tape until like, you know, two years from now, someone puts it in and presses play and it's, there's nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that like they had never actually made the tapes. The whole scam is the tapes have been empty the entire time. <laughs> well, the good thing about tapes is if that happened, you could just like take the little tabs out or no, uh, cover the tabs on the top and record whatever you want on them. Like how people used to record songs off the radio. Yeah, that's the secret with tapes is that they have on the... T if Take out your ISC uh, break music cassette, if you are one of the lucky people who has one, and look at the top, and there should be two little square holes on top. If you cover those up, that should allow you to record over the tape, if you have a tape recorder and you want to. Well, you should have put them out on, like, VCR. People do that. People actually do that. In the place that Put we music got on to, VCR? yeah, they do. I don't know. I mean, I guess just for like collector purposes, but like the place where we got our tapes manufactured, like offers that as an option. You can do that for the next one. When I was coming home yesterday, I saw a dude. We have a restaurant in Wisconsin called George Webb's. It's just a twenty-four hour diner, uh -huh. um, and he was rocking. He didn't. He had. He didn't have like an iPhone or an Android phone in his hand. But he was doing like the, we're open, and he was doing the dancing on the corner. You guys have that in Boston, mm -hmm. right? Somebody's flipping a sign and dancing. Like the sign flippers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he had... That's what I do, other than music, is <laughs> I, I sign flip. He had what, like a, like a, it had to be a cassette player. It, or it was either a cassette player or like one of those bigger FM radio things. Yeah, like a, a boom box um, is the, the term, <laughs> a boom box. But I was like, I wish I had one of our cassettes because i would i would have just gave him it for free he looked like he was having a great time oh rocking out and flipping a george webb sign uh, i mean it, that's some good sign flipping music th that's right that's right I, I would just imagine him doing abundance <laughs> you should remarket it as uh music for sign flippers yeah probably speaking of marketing music it must be as hard as it is to be a musician as for me to be like a Twitch streamer, like getting your music out there, having people listen or buy it it's, or find it. 
it's hard because nobody wants to listen to music. <laughs> nobody wants to listen to new music. Well, I mean, people do. And I think some people think they do and they really don't. People like new music. Uh, but I mean, people like the music they already like for the most part. Like if I, myself included. So if I'm listening to something and somebody says, oh, you like, um, I don't know, whatever, the Beatles. Well, you might like my band. Then I might listen to it and go, oh, that's fine. But most of the time, I'm not going to go back and like really get into it once in a while. You know, it's hard to find like, it's like finding a, a girlfriend or boyfriend or a date or whatever. You can meet people that you think are nice, but finding somebody that you really, really like is tough. And so, you know, you have to get your music in so many people's hands just to find somebody who, you know, likes it enough to want to listen to it on their own without you standing over their shoulder and like poking them to do it. You know, it's tough, uh, especially now when there's like, you know, tons and tons of options. Like you could listen to uh, your podcast instead or <laughs> your Twitch stream instead. It's not easy, but I don't think most musicians are doing it full time these days. So at least they're hopefully not starving because of it. Yeah, I yeah, you make a good point cuz like when I would work in restaurants mm -hmm. or even retail and somebody had like control of the music in the back it was always like I'm going to put on stuff that you guys will love and I don't think <laughs> I don't think any of us walked away being like, "Yeah, I, I loved that." I mean, it was definitely new and it was definitely different and for the most part it wasn't like bad. No, it's just it's tough. Like when you're a teenager or you know 20 or whatever then i think you're more open to new music but even then you're probably more likely to get into something that has like a big culture of fans behind it like whether it's something new or uh even like what your parents liked or like whatever kind of like oldies you get into and everybody finds like some you know unknown indie band that they like and nobody else likes which is cool but it's just it's always hard to find those people for your own your own music or your own art. It's also different than like marketing your artwork because if you do a really cool picture, you can like put it on Twitter and people will see it and go, oh, that's a really cool picture. But if you have like a four minute song <laughs> to convince people to sit there and listen to it, and if it's not good, you know, people aren't going to want to listen to the whole thing. And even if it is good, they probably don't want to listen to the whole thing. So that can be difficult. But you, you keep making music though. Yeah, it's actually... Every time I work on, I mean, I'm very like neurotic about it. So every time I make music, I think, why am I doing this? You know, uh, <laughs> nobody's going to want to hear this. This is stupid. But it hasn't, it's been doing, I'd say it's done better for me in the last, you know, five years than it did before. It's probably because everybody loves uh, leg tubes so much that they give it a chance. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, they, it keeps doing fine. So I keep making it and I really like making it. So. Uh, so that's okay. I'm not doing it just because uh, I want some reward, but it's actually doing okay. Yeah, that's like that's. I feel like that's a mindset that a lot of people in my space, like Twitch streaming or podcasting, I feel like they don't have what you have. Is I do it because I like it. They have it like I want to do it because I want to make money. Yeah, the thing is, you. I forget what it was that I was listening to. I was listening to some podcast. And probably someone will figure out what it was and embarrass me. But there was something where they were talking about the difference between being like talented 
like part of the one component of of talent is just that you have to love doing it because that will keep you doing it and you'll get better and like you could be naturally great at something but if you don't love it you you know you're just going to stop you have to actually like like it if you want to get to like another level i think you like podcasting <laughs> i do i do like talking a lot when i when i edit myself every sunday I just look at my track compared to Will's and Greg's, and I'm just like, ah, gosh, I talk too much. Like, those guys are loud. <laughs> yeah. I, I do have a little, um, I don't know if jealousy is the right word. I'm Maybe envious is the better word. Like, when I, I barely... I don't know. I those words are hard. <laughs> better, I barely edit Will, even though Will talks the least on the mo- podcast. I feel like when Will does talk, it's very, like, thoughtful and structured. Mm-hmm. And Gr- Greg the same way, although Greg has a lot of uh, mouth noises has, that I have to clean up. <laughs> outbursts. There's so many little outbursts. Greg does not hesitate to uh, jump on me if needed. <laughs> no, he'll, he likes to interject. Uh, which I'm totally cool with. Well, you know, I think Will is either thinking through what he's saying or he's playing like a phone game and... Uh, not paying attention, and then he looks up and realizes he has to say something. <laughs> Comes up with something quickly. Possibly. Oh, wait, you're doing the podcast on video now, so... That's it's true. It's a lot, a lot harder for him to get away with that. Yeah, now that it's on video, I'm, I, I feel like I've interrupted his knitting time. Although we haven't, <laughs> we haven't had a lot of Pokemon Masters talk recently, so maybe the knitting time has automatically gone down. You should do a chart of, like, um, Will's knitting projects versus uh masters announcements Let's see if it that's like a reverse correlation or something or no it would be a just a plain correlation the more masters announcements the more knitting projects he fi- uh, finishes with your uh music stuff you've put mm-hmm. out what like six seven albums no i'm not I've, like ISE stuff i've put out Hmm, let me see. I think for my solo stuff, I've done six, depending on what you count. And then I have had a few bands, one, two, three, four, like with five or six albums, I guess. I don't know. It's, if you add everything up, it's probably in like the like 15 or 16 or something albums. But you're not, you're, you've never reached the level of like a Katy Perry or a... a I'm not at Katy Perry's level, it's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. But you you are still putting out music because you like doing it. Yeah. And then you've adapted to the whole put the music on Spotify and... Oh, I get, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't... It's not a good deal. Spotify is really not a good deal for, like, uh, musicians. It's... I think... I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but, like, if you... Let's compare, like, um, like if you bought a CD or if you bought... Does iTunes even sell albums anymore? Or did they stop? I yet? think they sell. I think okay, because they, they, they there's rumors that they're going to stop. So if you bought a CD, I like let's say for ten dollars from wherever, even if you bought it at a store, the artist is eventually at least going to get a few dollars from that. Uh, and on iTunes, I think if you buy an album, Apple takes like thirty percent. Mm-hmm. So you know, depending uh, if the artist has is on a label with management or whatever, they're still going to get a similar chunk as a CD. But Spotify, I think, is like a tenth of a cent or like three-tenths of a cent per listen, per song, which I believe is at least 30 seconds of the song. So if you listen to, 
the full 10-song album, it's a few cents that goes to the artist or the label. And I mean, just to get to like $5 is more listens than I've probably listened to any album in my life. <laughs> I, I, it's unbelievable how little money it is. I mean, for me, I'm not really missing out because I don't think there's that many people out there who are just like clamoring to buy my stuff, but they're not going to because they can listen on Spotify, whatever. Uh, so I'm not like boycotting it, but it isn't a very good, uh, like lucrative payout for the people providing them with music. But it feels like something you, you just have to do and accept. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily have to, there's some people who only sell stuff on Bandcamp. There's some people who only have their own you know, like cassette labels or whatever. But depending on who you want to hear your music, um, there's a, a lot of people who will only listen on Spotify or only uh, on Apple Music or something. So I'd rather have those people be able to listen to my music and I get, you know, half a cent than just not have them ever hear it. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you could go the other route, though. You could do a Patreon. I don't think I have the self-confidence to do a Patreon. I mean, I could. I don't even... Also, don't know if I haven't put enough stuff out at a um, at a regular basis enough to that people would be satisfied with that. Like, would people do... I guess they probably do, but I wonder if people would do a Patreon if, like, an album comes out once a year. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I could post, like, demos and stuff, but I don't think most people want to hear that. Yeah, I don't know. I know, like, Scary Pockets has a patreon and i think it's just the two dudes but they use their money to pay other artists to come in to guest on tracks so i think that huh. naturally just draws a right like you yeah. that like if somebody likes this artist that i've never heard of and they come in to do a song then the fans of that person now are aware of you and if you're rotating those people out you know once a week you're just drawing more exposure to everyone it's mm -hmm. good it's a good system yeah i gotta come up with some kind of uh some kind of lucrative system <laughs> to get people to give me money i do have a uh, uh a remix album coming out pretty soon and i don't know if that counts as an album it took about half of my excuse me about half as much work as a new album would so on the um on the like number that signifies like which album it is i put 6.5 so is it a remix of all your old songs? No, it's just remixes of the songs from my last album when I was younger. Um, maybe they still do it, but I remember Nine Inch Nails used to put out like remix albums. They'd put out their album, and then like a year later, they'd put out the remix album of that album. So I wanted to do that, but uh. it has like it has other half the tracks are other artists remixing them, and then half the tracks are me. It reminds me of when uh, bands would put out like uh, like the best hits. But I think that was only to like fulfill their contract, right? It was usually like, ah, we got like six albums with this company. We put out five, just make the last one. Sometimes, that's it. <laughs> sometimes the um, sometimes they're contracted to do a greatest hits like on top of the albums. I mean, those sell really well usually, so they'll do it anyway. And I think also those are like these days. Those are the albums that people go to like gravitate towards on Spotify, even though like Spotify has like a you know top tracks or whatever playlist like people will still go to the the greatest hits i considered doing my own even though i haven't had any hits i considered doing my own greatest hits recently i thought that would be funny because i kind of wanted to go back and like remix 
like not into like dance tracks or whatever, but just like make sound better <laughs> my early stuff and sure. like make one greatest hits album. But I just haven't found any time to do that. You're doing too much uh, zany break music. There's uh, oh, and then there's the new break music uh, thing for Patreon. Yeah, which which I suckered you into doing more stuff. Well, I already did most of it, so <laughs> it's kind of like a freebie to make it into a collection. Yeah, I'm curious how many people because I I think sometimes we're in a bubble with Slack and mm-hmm. people look forward to like the Slack people, the people listening to this and the people who support on Patreon. Well, I guess it I guess it doesn't matter when I frame it that way. Like those people are very excited when you do music. Uh like I remember Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember the day when I put out the Mega Hound Doom into the podcast and then when I woke up the next morning, people were in the Slack were losing their minds. They thought it was like your best work ever and so for me it made sense of like it makes sense that i feel like we do have a lot of people that would go the extra mile to support on patreon but Mm -hmm. they listen to like a two-hour podcast of me yelling (laughs) and then near the end they just end up forgetting or they're like driving or they're running or on a treadmill or they're walking Mm -hmm. the dog so they don't have an opportunity to hit that button or like it's not even hit a button. It would be way easier if they had a button to hit, but they have to like go to the website, make an account, sign up, enter their credit card. And so by I was like, well, if our Kickstarter did really well, which I think we had, what, like 150 people uh, it sign was, up? It was more than that. It was like closer to 200. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If that's enough for people to be like, oh, I want more of Nick's music. I, have, I, was, I mean, I have no idea. There have been times when I've wondered, is this like going to be off-putting for new listeners who have no idea what's going on but i'm assured by people that they <laughs> are fine with it so yeah i uh, think about that i mean it. i definitely think about people's first impressions i mean first they have to make it through like 30 minutes of me mm-hmm. which is already like if they can if they can stomach that hopefully <laughs> hopefully it's intriguing and they wonder what what it's from i mean it's a reward i guess for people who listen regularly because they can think oh well that that thing happened a week ago and i remember it but i don't know but when I, when when we do have like for for the pokemon snap like i figured mm-hmm. that new people were going to listen starting at this episode because they just got into pokemon snap yeah so i would try to pick some songs from you that are not that any of them are bad, but I think some are more... What are you trying to say? <laughs> I think some are more niche or like yeah, too definitely. inside jokey. Yeah. Uh, where they would mm-hmm. be like, I don't get it. Yes, for sure. Those ones go in the... I mean, we put... How many tracks are on the CDs? Like 60 something? Those are the ones that are like in the middle of the 60s. Although oh, the when niche I, ones? Yeah. When, I, uh, when we put them out, I was thinking like, this is going to be fun for people, but I don't know who's actually going to listen to all of these in a row. That seems like a bit much. I thought, that is, on, I thought that on Bandcamp. Well. On Bandcamp, I can see, and this is a announcement for all the people who don't know this. On Bandcamp, I can see anybody who streams anything on there, like how far through the song they got, and like all the songs people listen to. Like I don't know who's listening to what, but I could see. Let's say today, I look at it and. Uh, a certain number of people streamed a certain song i can see that and i could see there were people who would listen to the entire thing or like most of it anyway until they ran out of time or whatever but like a lot a lot more than i thought would 
get through like 50 or more tracks. When when we sent the digital albums out, and by we, I mean you, you did 99.9% of the work on the Kickstarter, I would have people come into the Twitch streams and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, I went on a road trip and I just listened to the album the entire time. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, that's crazy to me because... Yeah, that's not, that doesn't seem good for your health. <laughs> <laughs> because I... I, I like when I listen to the Mega Houndoom, I probably listened to it. You know what? I, maybe maybe it's not crazy to me. Like when when I was putting Mega Houndoom in the last episode, I listened to it like four times because I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> True, but that is that's like four minutes. That's, I don't know. Um, I, it's, I don't want to criticize people for listening to the music. It's just funny because there's those CDs are long. Those are yeah, and they're not long like you know twelve long songs. They're sixty something. <laughs> very short songs with people just talking over them. Uh, but I would but assume that like people them. listen to the music the same reason why. I feel like at this point, there are so many people who listen to the podcast not because they care about Pokemon, <laughs> but because they're like, there's like a comfort yeah, or like a reliability that I and the other co-hosts bring to the show. And, and it's great music, so they, right. they just can't help it. I mean, some of them are bops. Some of them are very danceable. Mm. But I had like little, I, I know you don't watch the, the Twitch streams um, often at all. You maybe come in like once a month. I watched a few. I've turned like five of the songs into like little music videos. And mm-hmm. it just, you know, the song shows up, it has your name, it has like little meter bars. I don't know what they're called. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I remember those. And people just, they loved them. They got super excited when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> They're like, finally, Steve, shut up. Mm, uh, would, what you just said would be a good remix. Uh, people got super excited when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> so they would get really excited when I went to the bathroom, and I would I would throw those up. And I, w- I, w- I remember a couple people in chat being like, oh, my daughter came running into the room, and she started dancing because like she loves this song. Uh, so there, there is something to them. They, they are, I think they are very charming and very great for... The people who are actual hardcore fans of mm-hmm. ISC, I always think about, well, if this is somebody's first time, and it's the same as the podcast, like if this is somebody's yeah. first time in stream and they, this comes up, they're probably like, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? But if, they, if they get through that test, though, and then they realize what's going on, then you've got them hooked in because I they're think, yeah. <laughs> part of a cult at that point. I think so. And I, I think we've only had one negative comment, which is surprising on Twitch, of somebody being like... They're going to have to give me their info. <laughs> uh, I think somebody being like, is this guy trying... I think they were just... I, I don't think they understood what was happening, because I think their comment was something like, this this dude is like trying to sing, and this is like really bad, and it's like, I get it. You, you don't listen to the show, so you don't understand mm-hmm. that out of context, this was me just talking and saying something yeah. very dumb, and then a musician. Sometimes you say things very musically and <laughs> border, borderline singing. It is. I think it is overall though something special, and it would kind of feel weird now. I don't think it would. I don't think anyone would be upset if there was never another song. But I definitely think it's like a highlight to people's weeks, where they were, mm. where they think like, oh, there might be a new song this episode. Yeah, I feel bad if I go like. You know, sometimes you go like months without new ones. I don't think people are like too sad about it. But what if they're hoping there's a new one and then there's not? But I think you have so many at this point that sometimes I can grab an old one and they'll think it's new. 
That's true. That's definitely happens. You know, speaking of like greatest hits albums, you could at this point probably do a greatest hits album where you take the top, I don't know, the top 12. <laughs> the album would only be 10 minutes long, but that's what you can do when you, when you need to press the vinyl version. Or you take the top 12 and then you turn them into like full length three minute songs. Yeah, I thought about that for a few. I don't think I ever actually did it, but oh no, you know what I did is when sometimes when you need music for like talking over, if you're going to do um, uh, a promo or an ad or whatever, and you want to have like two minutes, I know there's been times when I've given you like extended instrumental versions of things. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, sh- I should take the most popular ones and do that for, for all. I don't think people would really, I think they'd find out though after they've heard, you know, a mega hound doom going on four times as long as usual <laughs> that that's not actually something they want probably not you uh, you would have to probably build more of a song is that is that what is that how musicians say it build more of a song uh i guess you could although on these things usually what i do i'll give the listeners a sneak peek at the process is there's usually two ways it happens either i'm listening to the show and something funny is said and i think well i should make a song out of that and then I'll take the clip and I'll try to write music around it. Or, and this is what I've been doing lately a little bit, is I kind of like pre-make some music that I find interesting. And then when the episode comes out, I'll think, is there anything here that would go over one of these tracks well? Because I think when we put those CDs together for Kickstarter, I noticed that a lot of them sound kind of the same. People might not notice that listening to like all of them, but I did. So I thought, well, I want to make these a little more different from now on. So I kind of have been trying to do different styles every time. Um, so I'll take the clips and I'll put them over the music that I've made. And I do try to usually make like a the form of a song where I'll have, you know, the verse might be just you guys talking. And then the chorus or like the hook is whatever the funny part is, like the Mega Houndoom song. It's when, when Greg says Mega Houndoom. Uh, and then it goes back to the verse, which is just talking again, and then back to that part. And then I have like a little bridge, which is usually like an unrelated thing. And then it goes back to the, the hook again, which is how a normal song, a pop, like a pop song works. But for these, it's all compressed into like one minute. So if you just extended that longer and longer, it would just keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I think you'd need to like add in a lot of new stuff to keep it interesting because like what what is like a song like three three chorus and then in between the choruses like normally all unique stuff um well usually it depends on the song i mean songs all have different formats but like a standard like pop song or like a rock song or whatever would be like you know like a verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus chorus or something like that so you get like the the same two or three parts repeated Mm -hmm you know, a few times. I didn't have time to do it, but we did put out an instrumental version that was only for the, uh, only for Kickstarter. So if you pledge to the Kickstarter, you have that. And if you didn't, you can't get it anymore. But it was, uh, it's just all the tracks with no vocals on them. And there's too many of them for me to do this, but it would, it would be nice if there's any that people particularly like to take some of those and extend them out because I think, you know, a longer instrumental might, work better for some of those it would uh yeah i feel like i i've definitely used some instrumentals in some background mm-hmm. and they're not they're a little harder to loop because you have a definite start and end 
Yeah. You could probably loop them very easily because you're it's your music but for me i was like i don't know where to cut to like <laughs> extend yeah if people have any uh requests of the top like two <laughs> instrumentals that they'd like to hear i could go in and extend them that's not too tough but there's only so many times you want to hear steve say the buffalo 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 thing. <laughs> that's true well i i kept you longer than i said i was going to kept you keep you yeah, I don't think you even gave me a time, so I thought it I... flew by because I've had <laughs> so much fun. People want to find your music, or oh, want yeah, to... I have to. I see to make the money, like you said, I have to put in a plug now. Is I that remix album I mentioned? I have coming out. It should be announced. What day is today? I don't know. It's the it's May seventh. Yeah. So next week, like on May tenth. 11th I have to really get on top of my own stuff see the problem is I'm like my own manager and I don't even know what day it is let's say May 11th that's Tuesday okay uh my <laughs> my new uh album thing should be going up for pre-order uh and you can go to I guess the easiest way would be nicholasburgess.com which is N I C H O L A S B U R G E S S dot com, uh, or uh, my Bandcamp, which is my name dot Bandcamp dot com, and that's going to go for pre-order, and that's coming out on cassettes, and the cassette is going to be side A is the album that I put out last year that was never released on cassette, and side B is the remix album, the whole thing. So it's going to be two albums in one on cassette, and you get a digital copy as well. And that's going to go up for pre-order next week. So if you're listening next week, it's now. If you're listening now, it's next week. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a seafoam green cassette or fluorescent green cassette, depending which you pick. And there's also going to be a limited number of glitter, blue, and green cassettes that have little glittery shells. Uh, not shells like from the beach, but <laughs> like the cassette shell, the plastic thing is, yeah, the pl is glittery. The the secret is Nick and I have invested into cassette players. and Yes, we, <laughs> Steve and I have bought every cassette player from Goodwill that's available in the country. And we're flipping them on eBay <laughs> to actually so now, make a profit. If you want one, you got to come back through us to listen to the music. So please, if you're interested in that, go listen to it. I should have bought like a URL that would be better, but I didn't. So it's my name, nicholasburgess.com, and I'm going to have a new tape. And we also have the, the Patreon remix thing coming up. Yeah, yeah. The link will be in the show notes. So check the sh You know what? They always say that on podcasts and I like never know where to find show notes. Oh, yeah. It's different in every app. It's tough. I'm, I'm curious. I'm always yeah. curious of how many people use show notes because I, I do. I feel like ISE show notes are very detailed with timestamps and and. I've definitely used your timestamps before. Oh, okay. One person has. But Ooh. I've used it on the website. It was actually when I was putting together the um, the liner notes for the CDs, uh, which if you haven't seen them, if you can get a copy of the CDs, they look great. They have art from a bunch of different uh, people from the community. But when I was putting those together, I had to like put the show, the episode numbers that the clips were from. And there were some episodes that you don't have the actual number in the name of the show. Mm. So I was like going to the website and searching for the title. And like, I did eventually find a way to find the episode number. 
or Apple got real weird. Well, it wasn't Apple. It was the industry standards of we're not including episodes in the title because we have a separate area for oh. episode number that you're supposed to use I because it's see. supposed to make the metadata better. Well, I figured it out eventually, but <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. Um All right. Well, if people had questions about your music or if they needed to yell at you, you are in the Slack. Yeah, this is just for Patreon people, right? So mm -hmm. everyone knows I'm on the Slack if you're and if you're not in it, you should come join. Yes. It's I would say fun. probably like one fourth of people that sign up for Patreon, they don't even click the slack link which is i'm fine i mean it's i, mean, I get it sometimes it's you have fine too, <laughs> sometimes you have too much noise in your life mm. it's uh it's a wholesome place yeah slack is very wholesome it's closed to only people who really want to be there so it's not uh it's not a horror show like many social media communities very nice yeah there's a good vibe there Mm, definitely great vibes. We managed to not talk about Pokemon at all, except for like 10 seconds in there. <laughs> <laughs>